Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. This is Therese, and I thought I would share my journey story because I have a very um, winding path. I didn't start out to be a business coach. Um, And the reason I'm sharing this is because very often our lives seemingly take us in places that it's like, how did I end up here? Or that was weird. I didn't expect this, but wow, now it makes sense why I'm there, right? So I thought I would just take a moment and share just the path. So number one, you get to know me more and maybe you'll be inspired. Well, not maybe. I'm hoping I want you to be inspired. Okay. So here's what you need to know. I started out as a psychotherapist. I have a master's degree, practiced for probably 20 plus years. My whole adult life, starting at age 18, I started on the path of personal growth, development, loved all the things in that world. Okay. And I was really happy. I was married at the time, had small kids, had a, just a very small private practice because I was mainly, you know, maybe I, I was the room mom. I did all the kid things. And so it was fine to see a few clients a week. And I did that for a number of years until one day I was going to see an intuitive and she said, you know, you're going to be doing something else, right? And I looked at her like she had two heads. I was thinking, I love therapy. Are you freaking kidding me? I will never leave therapy. She's like, no, but there's more, to, more for you. And I'd be like, nah, nope, there's nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'd go back the next year and then the next year until in 2001, I got the intuitive hit to go to life coaching school. Back in 2001, um, there weren't a lot of like, there wasn't a lot of coaching. I very like back to my very first network. So I get a life coaching school. I determined, okay, I guess I should network now because now I'm a life coach. And I go to a networking meeting and they say, what, what do you do? And I say, I'm a coach. And literally the response was, oh, golf or tennis. <laughs> That's, I feel like a freaking dinosaur, right? That's how long I've been around. People didn't even know what life coaching was. So I then got, because that one networking event, I got on a newsletter and the people that hosted the networking event put a little ad in that said business coaches want it. Okay, this is what you have to know. I have a criminal justice undergraduate degree. I, I was a freaking prison guard, right? Like I worked in a prison. I worked in treatment centers with addicts and alcoholics. I worked in locked psychiatric ward. Um, no corporate experience, zero, no even business experience. I never read a business book. I never, never had experience of being in business. I had no idea what, what the word PL means or like, <laughs> I used, as I say, I used to think Excel was a phone company. Didn't even know what a spreadsheet was. Okay. So that's, you have to understand that's my background. And then, then a degree in counseling, right? So I see this little ad came through that said business coaches wanted. 
Now here's the interesting part. And I always start the story here because it's so important. If I would have just on paper, <laughs> looked at myself, I'd said, oh girl, <laughs> shut the computer down. Like, are you, who are you freaking kidding? Like you, what? And yet my soul knew exactly where to guide me to. So this was the first time I remember, you know, I, I, I guess I've always been intuitive, but I, I wasn't aware of being intuitive. I came from a lot of trauma, a lot of chaos in my life. And I was kind of an overachieving, just all just make stuff happen. I just would push and struggle and shit would get, get done. And I was pretty successful. And maybe I was tapped in, but I, I wouldn't have identified that so much. So strangely, this ad comes that says business coaches wanted. And I find my hands on the keyboard applying. And I know that was a divine moment where the part of me that was going, ah, <laughs> like, holy shit, trees, what, 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 was quieted by the deeper part that understood this was my next right move. Okay, so I fill out the application, the next I have an interview, and then I'm a business coach. And then it was like, oh, hell. <laughs> have you ever had that? And I, actually, I had that same experience I just got my master's degree. I interviewed at a counseling center. I got a job. I got the offer. I got the yes. And I remember sitting there going, oh, hell, I am a big fraud. I'm, I can interview great, but can I really do it? And I think that's really normal. You know, whenever we endeavor new skills or we just like a whole new level or something, it's really easy for the little gremlins on the inside to say, really, you, you. Now, in this case, I think the gremlins were right. <laughs> I often would say, why the hell would this company take a risk with me? And yet the owners, Ken and Judy Foster, were extremely tapped into spirit. They were, they were very, very spiritual people and they understood. And so they saw something in me. They knew they could train me, but what they saw, the in, interior, the intangibles, you bring it, you have it or you don't, right? So they took, they took a gamble on me, right? So they hired me for their coaching company. I got amazing, I mean, like whew, hardcore. I learned sales training from the best. We had amazing coaching and workshops and training and I felt so like, beautifully equipped, but I couldn't sell anything, right? I think at the time they were charging $580 a month for coaching. This was, oh my gosh, back in like 2006, maybe, right? And I never paid $580 for coaching. I couldn't, I could give free sessions. I could do all those discovery calls, right? But, oh my gosh, what I discovered is, well, hello, girl, you have some money issues. <laughs> and truly, I had this huge integrity issue. Like, I've never paid that much. I, therefore, I can't charge that much. So the reason I'm telling you some of the things that happened to me is because they can illuminate like, oh, oh, that's where I'm stuck. I'm sharing this. So you go, ah, oh, that's what the problem is. Okay, here's a solution. So for me, in this case, I knew if I, if I wanted to transcend my perceived limit, what a coach could receive, I had to pay that much as a client. So I ended up hiring Ken, the company, company founder here. I paid $1,000 a month and it was all on credit cards. We did not have the money at the time. Yet I knew 
that investment has to happen so that I get past this integrity piece. So that's a big one, right? A lot of it's, you know, you can learn the skills, but it's also the who you're being. I had to be a person that believed coaches could earn a thousand bucks a month because before I didn't know that I couldn't do it. So boom, I do that. So many things happened along the way. Uh, I'll just just fast forward a little bit. I had the husband I had at the time who adored the the version of me when I was just kind of a simple therapist and didn't have a lot of big goals and visions suddenly wasn't, I don't think, I don't think we were compatible any longer. Right. And, and it was weird because I'm now in this world, like before I would hang out with (laughs) regular people. Is that the word? I don't know. You know, my, my girlfriends that were part-time you know, had little part-time businesses or jobs and we're, you know, working with the kids and they're, you know, it was, it was, it was whatever. And now I'm exposed to women making six figures. I'm exposed to different conversations. I'm exposed to this world of like vision and entrepreneurship. And I was like, holy shit. And suddenly I'd come home to my husband and be like, you're still talking about that stuff, right? Like, like I grew different. And so he expedited it. He decided when my kids were six and 10 that he no longer needed my services. And it was crushing. I had been used to a very nice, cushy lifestyle. He made multiple six figures. We never even had to think about money, manage money, be grown up about money. Actually, we had terrible money habits. And, and so I, I was this like very well-kept woman. And suddenly... I'm now a single mom taking to take care of two boys. And it was shocking to my system. It was shocking because I literally, two things happened. I didn't think I could raise the kids myself. And the second thing that happened is I didn't think I could make the money. So guess what happened? <laughs> well, I didn't hit six figures overnight. I will tell you that. It took me a lot of years to get to that six figure mark. Part of this was, was, you know, we hit the recession. So this was, you know, hitting 2008, 9, 10. I actually went the other way. I ended up going bankrupt, lost everything. But I built back. But along the way, here's what I discovered. I became very committed and passionate because what I understood is that if you are a woman over 40 who is selling herself, because like, when you are selling a service, you are up for sale, basically, right? If I was working for the Tony Robbins Institute and I was selling Tony's products, or if I was working for an insurance company and I was selling you know, products for that, it's very different than when you are the one that's up for sale. And so what I bumped into, are you ready? Holy shit, I did not own my value. Had no idea, no idea. There were so many, so many times that... I would be stopped because I couldn't charge enough or I, or I would miss opportunity because I literally would go unconscious. You know, somebody would call me, a big player would call me for something and I would forget to call them back. <laughs> or I would, I just would, I, I just would miss stuff because I was so blocked in my ability to receive, you know, and, and own my value and sell and talk about, like I could coach this, but I, I wasn't doing it in my own business, in my own life. So that became the thing is like, wow, I know the pain. I know the journey when a woman who so desperately wants to help gets really out of balance in the overgiving 
and the under-receiving. I know that one. I know the burnout adrenals because you're working your ass off and neglecting yourself. I know that one too. And so what I discovered along the way is all the things that I started teaching. How do you talk about what you do? The messaging. How do you, how do you sell and not be slate sleazy and salesy? How do, you, how do you do marketing in a way that brings the right people? And most importantly, how do you run a business that serves you and not you serve the business? Because I have this expression that says, are you sac- sacrificing your life at the altar of your business? I know I did. And I don't want anybody to do that today. So that was kind of, that was the, that was the early, you know, first 10 years or so, right? So get established. Now, I I often have to say this, when I came out, came out, uh, when I jumped into this business coaching world, I was really hardcore, very male dominated. And so the women that were in it, we acted like the men. Like, for example, I had two VAs and we all had young children, right? And so we would literally have our staff meetings at 11 p.m. after the kids are in bed. And we would be like, oh, my God, like, like there's like this martyrdom, like, oh, my God, we're working so hard. Oh, we're sacrificing. Because there was no women at the time. Allie Brown was kind of starting to come on the scene. She was like one of the first seven figure, like, whoa, look at her. There's a woman that's doing it. But up until probably 2010, 11 or whatever, there was not an industry where self-care, nurturing, nourishment, rejuvenation. Those weren't talked about. It was do more, hit it harder. Um, Don't use your children as an excuse. There was actually a famous, very, this guru that used to say that. I wanted to slap her, you know, But, but that was the mentality. It was hardcore, make money, do it like the good old boys. So here I had this, I was like, but I'm really good with mindset. I used to be a therapist. I know mindset. I know mindset. So I would sneak it in. I remember finally, like in 2010, I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about mindset and money because before it was only safe to be like a marketing strategist, right? I'm a marketer. I'll show you how to market and sell. Okay. So here I am. I'm sneaking in the mindset stuff. And I would always say, you know, do I really want to like share the stage with my friend, Adam Urbanski, the top marketer I know, talking about split tests and client attraction, or would I rather share the stage with Wayne Dyer talking about the soul and the spirit and energy? And I was always like, oh, I can't say that stuff, right? So it was living in me, but I didn't feel safe to express it. And I remember the first day I wrote an email, probably 2010 or 11 or 12, and I used the word God in the email. And it was such a like, like, you know, like when you hit send, you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And I hit send, I was like, oh, oh my God, I said the word God. So it was a very slow outing myself. And so along the way, what started happening is my business clients would come and, you know, they're hiring me to help them with their copy and their messaging and packaging their stuff and selling and all that t- traditional business coaching stuff. And they start coming and saying, okay, yeah, I already know that, but can you help me figure out why my last launch didn't work? Or can you figure out, like, I got this person, like, I think they're supposed to become a client, but I wonder if I'm blocked. And so suddenly the clients that I had, like, see, I was sneakily doing this in the background. I was like, I was like, well, because I have a pendulum, right? I can, I can do this pendulum. And so I would, I would teach them 
like, okay, this is how to talk, t- tune in. This is, this is how you access your guidance. Let me back up a couple, like, let me back up a couple four years prior to that. So I started working, my gosh, when did I work? I worked with Christian Michelson and his coaching company. You might've heard of him. And he introduced me to a technology called the Wave Maker. It was this machine from Germany, super expensive. And basically it's a little box and you held these probes and you would ask specific questions to evoke limiting beliefs. And then you would, so you would determine through muscle testing where, which the limiting belief is. Then you would turn the machine on, wait however long, and then you would turn it off and you would muscle test again. Boom, the limiting belief would be miraculously gone. It literally energetically took out the limiting, the energy of the limiting beliefs, blocks, whatever it is. Okay. So here I am working with Christian and I start getting really good at this. In fact, one of my friends, Kim, she actually met her husband because I cleared her. We're in the same training together and she's talking about dating. And I'm like, oh, hell honey, you have got the worst attitude about men. Get over here. Let me do this white maker thing on you. The next day she meets her husband and they're really happily married. So I'm like, Wow. It was my first experience and exposure with like this energy stuff. It was so freaking cool. So and I do this on VIP days. People fly in. I do the wave maker. It's really, it's fascinating technology. So I'm working with some guys locally who do NLP. And so it's like, I'll show you yours. I'll show you mine. Let me show you yours. So we're doing this like cool stuff. And, and I remember them saying like, why can't you just do this yourself? Why do you need the machine? And I looked at them like they had two heads. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, this is the way maker. Like I totally need the machine. It, it, okay, weird question. The next time I'm with somebody doing the wave maker, I do the pre-test, the muscle test. Like, so yes, they're blocked. And then I do the make, wave maker and I do the post-test that now they're cleared. Except I realize I forgot to turn the machine on. Okay, that's huge. Then there's like, wait wait, 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 wait. You mean I just did that? Because see, here's the thing. Here's what we do. We outsource our belief and our power to technology. Like I was like, no, this machine's doing that. And my friends were saying, no, you can do that. But I, I had, oh, are you kidding me? Crazy. No. And accidentally I discovered like, holy shit, I forgot to turn the machine on. And I got the results. So how many times in your life have you said, well, I can't do that, but so-and-so can, maybe you could do it as well. And so I'll tell you that I had a VIP client in town and I'm doing this, I'm doing now muscle testing. I don't have the wave maker, right? I'm, I'm like, okay, I can do it myself. I, I know. And most of it was, it seemed like it was kind of um, like limiting thoughts kind of stuff, right? That's the level I was working on. And I worked with this woman and what I'm starting to now know is like, I'm hearing things, not like psychotic things, right? But like intuitive things. Like I, I have a knowing. I think before I used to think like, oh, I'm, I was, I'm a therapist. So of course, like I know a lot about dynamics. I, I know what's going to happen. I know relationships. I, but I start understanding like, oh, I'm getting information that they didn't teach me in graduate school. I'm getting information that this is beyond my worldly knowing, right? So I feel like I started waking up to my intuition. So this one case, I'm with this woman doing a muscle testing thing. She's blocked. And I hear in my head, she's got a curse or this is a curse. <laughs> and I'll sit here and I, I, you know, the first time I heard this and I'm like, oh, hell, <laughs> of course, this is all in my head. Right. And, 
and I, and I just sit there and I'm having moments of like, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm talking to the people that are talking to me, you know, so I'm communicating with the guides or whatever. And, and they say, you know how to clear it. I'm like, no, I don't. And they're like, you do go clear it. And I, I, I just had this like, okay. And then I do what I do and boom, we muscle test and the curse is cleared. So for a number of years, I would have the like, holy shit, look what just happened. Like, because I couldn't believe the little old tree skelly, like little me, this stuff's had like, what, how do I know these things? Like it took me a lot of years to really understand the potency and the power and the magic that I had, that I was, that I was able to do and carry. And in fact, like, like most things, it got really validated by other people. Now, sadly, that we need others to validate us, right? And so, for example, there was a business colleague of mine who said, you need to call yourself a healer. And I just looked at her like she had two heads because, I, you know, I'm thinking, I will not be taken seriously. Are you kidding me? She's like, no, you're the business healer. Go with it. And I, and I couldn't. I couldn't. She's a multiple seven-figure business coach. I might have should have listened to her, but, but it's an example. Here's an example. And I'm sharing really transparently because I want you to make sense of where you are or where you have been. Lots of times people can see for us our greatness, our potential. And we're like, no, 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 not me. Oh, no, 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 no. Seriously, if I would have listened to her, I'd probably be way, way, way more successful. But I couldn't own it. Okay, so that's clue one. Suddenly I'm getting all these downloads. I know how to do all these things. Another client of mine was asking me like, did you, who, who did you train with? Where, and I'm like, I, I, I never, I don't know. I didn't take any healing class. I don't know. I just, she said, oh, you came in with it then. I was like, I did. Because I, I used to invalidate. See, again, I didn't go to study so-and-so. I don't know the Akashic records. I didn't do Reiki. I didn't. See, I was focusing on what I hadn't done as opposed to understanding that we very often come in with gifts. And the blessing and the curse of that is we have the gifts and there's that thing called unconscious competence, right? But because the gifts seem so easy and they come so naturally, we have this like, it's no big deal. And so it's hard to value that, charge for that, market that, talk about that because doesn't everybody. Like, that's no big deal. I could do that in five seconds, right? And most people can't. So the clues are here, right? People are saying, you're this and it's astounding. And I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal because I couldn't believe it. I, was, I literally, every time I get this like massive guidance, I'd be like, oh my freaking God, what just happened? Right? I was so startled and just like, oh. it's like literally the universe is stopping, giving me the ideas and the information and people are getting healed and lives are changing. I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus, what is happening? Another friend of mine who is a healer himself said, you understand that just being in your energy is healing alone. You get that, right? And sadly, I didn't get that because I was raised in a shaming environment whereby who I was wasn't enough. So I earned love and goodies and brownie points by doing and being, being like the cutest, funniest, smartest, best, best brightest doer. I, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll love you good. Will you like me then? Right? Like, so for me to understand that just my presence is enough, like what the fuck? Like that 
was mind blowing because I came from proving energy. I came from my, I have to do more or be more or try more, or I'm not enough who I am. You relate to that one? Sadly, sadly, a lot of women do. So he said that and I, and I started thinking like, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. And it's not because I was a therapist and I know the right words. It's my heart. It's my energy. It's the way I, I just make people feel like people talk to me all the time. They're just like, they just fall into me when I'm on it, right? Sometimes I'm like, leave me alone. I'm busy. But when I'm being that, again, it's one of those things that you just do so naturally. It's just like, oh, oh. And so I'm telling you this because you probably have similar things. You probably have things that you're not even noticing about yourself, right? So after I got past the like, holy shit, it's a curse. I don't know. It's like, what, what, what? Then I started owning it. Then I started like, okay, then. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding it now. Now people are basically saying, can you teach us this system? Can you teach? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I haven't gone there yet. That seems like a whole lot of work. That's another chapter. So then I, um, how many, five years ago, I hired maybe four years ago, three, four years. Anyway, I hired a branding company. So they're going to, they're going to rebrand me. Right. Cause I was calling myself a business coach that specialized in you know, mindset, a mindset, a mindset coach. That's what I was. Right. But I still do business coaching. Right. So they, they take me and they ask me all these questions and I tell them all these client stories and what lights me up. And they say to me, stop using the word business coach. You're not a business coach. And I didn't know what to do. Um, this is an example of, again, you get somebody that sees you, but you can't hold it. So they say, you're not a business coach. There's a bazillion business coach. You're probably good at it. Probably really good at it. They're fucking great at this other stuff. Only talk about the other stuff. So basically you were to talk about how energy and emotions impact your business outcomes. And I say, okay, okay. <laughs> and I never landed it. And here's the why. As a business coach, I was giving a lot. You come to me and I'll review your copy. I will help you. We can write your website together. I will help you, you know, dissect your sales and I can help you figure out where you're not selling. I can look at your packages. Like there's a bunch of stuff, right? There was stuff. So I could feel like I was giving a lot of value because look at all the stuff I'm doing. And as an intuitive, as business intuitive, I'm a ninja, right? So Literally, you can come to me in 15 minutes, problem solved. So I was thinking transactionally. I was like, whoa, but as a business coach, I gave all these things. And it was really, it was like beefed up. Oh, and you get business coaching, but we work on this and this and this and this and this. You know, I'm not going to come and clean your car, but almost. <laughs> as an intuitive, because it's so fast, it's just, psh, there's a block, boom. And I couldn't, I, I was really like, holy shit, I don't even know how to package this anymore because you don't need hours. Like I can do this in 15 minutes. And I, I, I was really, I really spun around. I really did. I just, until my friends and the people that I was working with were saying, you know, if I pay $500 and I get something in 15 minutes, that's tremendous value. It's not the time, it's the result. And again, coming from my background of having to prove and people please and overgive, it was a, it was a, <laughs> 
oh, oh, how do I do this? And so the reason I'm sharing this is because, you know, we look at people and we go, wow, you look like you have it all together. And not everybody's sharing the truth of how freaking hard it is to navigate and go through this stuff. So today, let me tell you today, um, I don't know, a few months ago, I will, because I'm like, what the hell do I call myself? Okay, I, I work with alpha women. No, I work with high achievers. No, uh, I do transformational coaching. No, I'm like, <laughs> this is like, <laughs> you know, the cobbler's shoes. I do this great for people, but I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? And I finally got really clear because I, I can do business coaching. Absolutely. But I don't start marketing. It's like, so my favorite clients today come to me, for example, and they'll say, okay, this is who I want to be. And then we cut off all the things I don't want. Well, why are you doing that? Why are you saying that in your marketing? If that's not who you, why are you, why, you know, that program is going to resonate with these people. Is that who you want? Right? Like we give them permission to be fully aligned and then who they have to be to be embodied. Right? Well, you heard me tell the story when that branding company saw me, I couldn't embody it. I wasted thousands of dollars had zero track. I did got, I got no zero ROI. Like I paid a whole thousands of dollars. I, I didn't make a dime. I can't blame them. It was totally on me because I could not embody the vision that they had for me. It took me a few more years to do that. And so today, the super fun thing is working in the energetics of, is it, is it aligned? Okay. What do we got to clear? Now let's get that embodied. All right. Now let's start implementing. What are you doing now? right? So I'm still working in the business field, but I'm working with you, the business owner, to make sure, because you would have the perfect funnel. Freaking Russell Brunson could design your funnel and you fail it. And so I'm now working now, I understand my sweet spot, but it took a long time. So here's some, some key points. <sighs> Sometimes people around you are reflecting to you the truth of you. And so notice, like, what are people saying that I do naturally? What, what, what am I diminishing by saying, oh, psh, it's no big deal, no big deal, because it's a huge freaking deal. What have you made transactional that is truly transformational? For me, I told you when I chopped off all the extraneous business coaching stuff, I was like, but, but this is faster. Like, will people really, like, is this, is this really, <laughs> you know? And so, so for you, what is the transformation that you're providing that is different and unique and maybe out of the box a little bit, right? And how then can you trust, right? Like the seeds have been with me, I'm assuming, because for, forever I've, I've heard some really nice things about how I be and what I do, but I didn't embrace it. And so... I'm just asking you, like, are there clues? Are there things that you've brought in or are so, so naturally easily doing that you just take for granted? You don't even know it's you. Like that's part of my, my one of the things I love to help people do is I, I can hear them. I'll say, okay, tell me, tell me, like talk, talk about messaging or what you want to do or whatever. And I, I literally can feel the energy pop. They'll say words and I'm like, oh, right there, right there. That's it. That's it. I know because I'm an intuitive. That's it. That's either for you or that's, that's the next thing you're supposed to do. I can feel the energy around that. Can you, can you also give yourself permission to say, 
what is it that is that I, that's that's calling me today? What is it? Remember, I said earlier, I used to say. 15 years ago, I'd say, do I want to be on a stage talking about marketing or do I want to be on stage talking about spirituality? I said that there were clues, but it wasn't the time and I wasn't in the place where I could just basically jump ship. So, you know, now I, for example, next week I'm running a class called, you know, business growth using spiritual principles. So I'm doing it. I'm blending the two. And so I just want to share the journey, just, just kind of some truth telling that it's not easy when you are, when you like follow the soul and, and you hear how much, how much the soul showed up when my friend said, you know, you're a healer. You need to own that. <laughs> and I'm like telling her like, ah, and my other friend, you know what I mean? There were so many clues along the way, so much support, so many people giving me the feedback and just like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And I had to do the work to shed the old story of me, to shed the, this is not a big deal. And to be like, oh, hell, Teresa, it is a huge deal. <laughs> and today the results I get are stunning. It is just stunning because I take leaders who have these, these visions and I can go, well, you know, you're 37% blocked there. Let's free that up. Now it's possible. And it's just like, <laughs> right? And so I'm on it. I'm doing it. And let my example of taking 10 extra years, hopefully that, that can guide you. And, and maybe you don't have to do that. All right. So I want to hear from you. Like, what is it for you? What is it that you would love to do when you haven't said yes to? Or, or there's a knowing, but there's a terror. Or there's like just discontent with what you got. And maybe you don't have the next thing fully formed. Can you just say yes to be willing? Be willing to allow the next thing to surface for you. That's the work. There's a lot of, as I say, faith, trust, and surrender. All right. So delightful to be with you. And I would love to hear how you receive this. And if you want some support, this is the work I do, right? So I would love to support you on this journey. All right. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot and I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings, and I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.